Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate you guys being here today. It's Chad Robinson on the Practical Broker Podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest, Nikki Ballou from eCircle Inc. Nikki is an incredible human being. He's a heart leader, a coach. He's interviewed astronauts and supermodels and some of the hosts from Dragon's Den. You really want to tune in today uh, to, to get some of these value bombs that has come out from Nikki. And um, man, th this is just an incredible human being. I look forward to this show and being part of it. And I'm humbled to be able to have such an amazing guest on my show today. Resume recording. All right, thank you very much everyone for being here today on the Practical Broker Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest with us, and I'm honestly, truly humbled to have such a world-renowned guest and pod show host and entrepreneur and coach, and uh, I could go on forever, uh, Nikki Ballou. He's interviewed and met with some of the most famous people in the world. You've met with astronauts and gold medalists and TV personalities from Shark Tank. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Um, that I'd, I wouldn't want to take all this time today talking about that because I think we'd just be here talking about all your accomplishments, which is truly humbling. So Nikki, I'm very grateful and thank you for being on our show. Oh, brother, man. Uh, thank you so much for your kind words. It's a tru truly an honor to be here. It's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Let's rock and roll. Awesome. Awesome. So today we're still, we're kind of, we're in October 2020. We're hitting into that second wave um, of COVID and people are kind of getting down in their dumps again. And you and I focus a lot on entrepreneurs and I really try to help entrepreneurs. That's part of what I believe in my show that I'm trying to put out there some great value for entrepreneurs. And I know that's near and dear to your heart and, you know, keeping us entrepreneurs focused and, and refocused as sort of that mindset um, in your practice. I mean, you've helped, like I said, you, you interviewed gold medalists and, you know, astronauts that face crazy challenges. How do you help people? Or what do you think are the biggest tips for having people keep their mindset in the right direction? You know, that's a fantastic question, and I really appreciate you asking it. Um, so let me go ahead and begin by saying a couple things about that, okay? Sure. So in my opinion right now, we're actually living in the greatest time in history. Hmm. It's the greatest time to be alive in history. The opportunities, the level of advancement in the world is unparalleled, right? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is that we have an opportunity to create a whole new life, a whole new world, a whole new way of dealing with business and how business is done. This COVID, man, it's not a curse. In many ways, it's a blessing. What we've got to be clear, though, is that we can't use this as an excuse to A, give up our rights and freedoms. We need to be really careful about that, right? Because unfortunately, when people get into power, one of the things that they love to do is exercise that power. And they've taken advantage of this time to exercise that power. And, and that power has been all about them telling us how we can live, what we can wear. Like, you gotta wear them to go outside these days. And you know what? There's really no scientific basis for everybody wearing a mask outside. These cloth masks do nothing to stop the spread of any virus or any disease, really. And the folks that are saying wear masks right now are being contradicted by tons of scientists. So 6,500 scientists signed a letter saying, hey, masks aren't necessary in all cases. Physical distancing makes sense. Lockdowns don't work. Lockdowns actually cause more health problems. So Number one, I've, I've got to say is know what's happening out there. 
And don't just listen to the news, find out who the true scientists and the true experts are, not who is in the media trying to get their message across, their agenda across to you. So that's the first thing you gotta do. And if you start to look at this as, hey man, this isn't happening to me, this is happening maybe for me, mm -hmm. giving me an opportunity to control how I react to this. The pandemic isn't your fault, right? right. It, you didn't cause the pandemic, but how you react to it, that's all on you. So if you react to it by going, oh my God, it's, it's happening to me, all yeah. your power's gone, you're gonna feel more depressed, you're not gonna be able to go out there and make things happen and build the life, the business that God put you on this earth to create. But if you come from a point of view as, if it's to be, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. I can't do business maybe the way I used to, but there's other ways to do business right now. You know, for example, podcasting like you're doing, like I'm doing, man, that, that could completely transform your life. Every entrepreneur listening to this should consider having their own podcast. Having your own podcast gives you an opportunity to speak candidly to the world. It gives you an opportunity to find followers. It gives you the opportunity to have people know who you are and what you do and want to do business with you. It's the greatest way to brand yourself in 2020, 2021 and beyond. And I'm telling you, man, I'm excited for people because yes, there's a million podcasts on iTunes, but that just means there's 300 million more people in North America who don't have a podcast and they could have one and that podcast could be phenomenal for them. Absolutely. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stress that more. You know, I'm still young in my podcast world and um, it's only been less than a year that I've been starting this and, and growing and every episode is good. And there's one of the person that was mentoring me at the very beginning of this said, Chad, just do it. Your first podcast is going to suck and your second is going to be better than your first and your third will be better than your second and so on and so forth all the way through um, as you just get better like in everything you do in life, right? The more you practice something, the better you're going to be at it. And, and like this conversation, you being on the host, like I said, I'm truly humbled to have you here. It's amazing the connections that a podcast can make. And it took a while, but I can say for my own business as a mortgage broker, you know, I've now started to get clients and the right kind of clients that are attracted to my values and my beliefs. Um, instead of clients that I don't want, which other type of advertising was getting me. So I'm really, it, the podcast has allowed me to attract those like-minded individuals. And uh, it's phenomenal. I, you know, I have to agree. So. Absolutely. And you're a great case in point, right? Like the fact that you have a podcast has allowed you to have your voice be out there in a bigger way. You're attracting people to you and what you do that you would never otherwise get to meet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then people really get to know us, the entrepreneurs, as a person, not just a product. And I find that's something that's really lacking in this very trend now, right? Buy local. Everybody wants to buy local. What is local? Local is you and me and our individual businesses. And um, I strongly encourage that, you know, to, to everybody. What what have you found your your clients that you've been coaching, I mean, that are starting podcasts? Maybe we, we can talk about that for a little bit. Where, where are you finding their biggest challenge um, getting a podcast going? Absolutely. So I actually have a program where uh, I teach people how to start a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And it's phenomenal, 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 because I'll, t I'll tell you something, these folks, man, they absolutely need what I've got to talk about. Okay. So, um, you know, if you want, I can give you a, if, if you let me share a screen, I can give you a quick rundown yeah. of how it works. Yeah, please do. That's great. All right. Not expected, but that's awesome. I think, yeah, I enabled okay, screen sharing. Right. All right, so I am, thank you for that. Um, okay, so, okay, 
So we got a podcast situation here. So I'm, I'm going to zip through uh, big chunks of this, but you know, you can create order out of chaos. You can make this the greatest time to be alive in history, in your life. And one of the ways to do that is to create the six figure podcast. So you can get lots of business during this pandemic. And it's a way for you to get, get what's off on your chest, off your chest. It's a way for you to authentically share your voice, what you are meant to bring to the world. You know, the mm -hmm. podcast is an opportunity to be authentic and people today, they're craving authenticity more than ever. Right. Totally. So here's a question everybody listening to this podcast should ask themselves. Is the world being on lockdown affecting their business? Is it affecting your business? Yeah. Right. And are you one of these essential businesses? Right. And you're busier than ever. Or are you one of the other businesses? And maybe your business isn't all that busy right now, especially in some cities in Canada and in North America. Right. Mm -hmm. The world's changed. And maybe maybe these changes are going to be with us for good. Right. uncertainty is the order of the day right either way you need to make money we all need to make money and mm. you need to have an impact right yeah. super super important and what i want to do here is i want to show people how podcasts can help them navigate through uncertainty help them thrive drive and revive their beautiful business and listen you said a few nice things about me let me give you the nikki balu story <laughs> so i'm a i'm an immigrant from uh the middle east from mm. iran I graduated with a master's degree in international business from Georgetown University. I graduated magna cum laude. I've helped dozens of clients add six to seven figures a year to their income. I love getting people paid. It makes me so excited when someone makes more money because I know them. Right. Right. That's awesome. And I specialize in helping entrepreneurs work less and get paid more. Mm -hmm. And I've been an in-demand keynote speaker. I've spoken for Royal LePage, including during the pandemic virtually for Lululemon, for RBC, for tons and tons of companies. And I've had the privilege of working with billionaires, Olympic gold medalists, world record holders, and I've hosted a top 10 iTunes show, The Thought Leader Revolution. You know, I've been a number one international selling author. And, you know, my, my guests include folks like Seth Godin, Commander Chris Hadfield, John Maxwell, Joe Vitale from The Secret, George Zalicki, who's been the number one guy in three different network marketing, direct sales organizations. 1-800-GOT-JUNKS mm -hmm. founder, Brian Scudamore, Neil Pasrika of the Book of Awesome, Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, which passes 16 billion a year in referral, though the world's largest referral networking organization. Larry Wingett, he's the pit of personal development. Bob Doyle is the star of the movie, The Secret. Scott Adams created Dilbert comic strip, and he's a political pundit. We have the great Mark Victor Hansen, creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Christine Carlson, who with her husband created Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Nancy Duarte, Steve Jobs' brain, helped him create the iPhone presentation that put him on the map worldwide. Marie Diamond from The Secret, Kathy Ireland, a supermodel in the 90s who's now a super mogul worth a billion. Jen Wiederstrom from The Biggest Loser and Marie Forleo, Oprah's coach. So this is me and not, not, I'm not here to impress you, but to impress upon you that podcasting has allowed me to have these kinds of amazing connections and help so many incredible people. And like people might be thinking is business bad, right? And you know, they might be worried like what's going on? How's this, how's this world gonna happen? Especially a lot of folks right now that, that are entrepreneurs like, they own, they own certain businesses, you know, like in Ottawa and in Toronto, restaurants, gyms, they're closed. Mm -hmm. And fear and struggle 
right now is the order of the day. And so many people feel lost and uncertain and they're looking for answers, right? Right. And they're starting to really freak out. They don't know what to do. And here's the deal, brother. None of these are the real problem. The real problem is none of these folks has a podcast and a podcast would help them get through this. Now, they might be going, huh? Just like the dude in the Big Lebowski. Did you see that movie? That's such I did. a great movie. Yeah, right? love it. Such a great movie. I love the dude. Just saw it with my son over the weekend. So if they had a podcast, they could build a large audience of their ideal clients. They could promote their product or service. They could position themselves as the authority and make a bigger difference and have a bigger impact. They could add six to seven figures to their income. Here's some phenomenal stats there, Chad. Mm -hmm. 55% of the U.S. population listens to podcasts. Podcast listenership is up almost 160% in less than four years. The size of the podcast listenership is triple the size of the Twitterverse. Almost 77% of people listen to seven hours of podcasting per week, and that's like seven podcasts a week. Yeah. So that number, 150 million plus people, that now is over 200 million people listen to podcasts. That's crazy. Ad revenue for podcast was 169 million in 2016, 400 million in 2018. This year, it'll be well over 500 million. 38% of the people who listen to podcasts buy the products and services mentioned in them. That includes you, buddy. Chad, yeah. your podcast, people Absolutely. buy your products and services. Yay, Chad, right? And 61% sure. of people watch, listen to podcasts more than they watch TV. And they all do it on their smartphone. And over a third of an income of over 100K. And there's a right way and a wrong way to do a podcast. Now, I'm going to stop right now on this, but I hope that the people listening to this, watching this are pumped up about starting a podcast. Absolutely. They should be. And, you know, and that's one of the great things I love about podcasting. And I know all these different formats, you know, my format's a little bit more unscripted, which allows for things like this to happen. You know, I had no idea that you ran a podcast class um, about it. You know, that's totally unscripted and fantastic. So you got to make sure um, you provide me the link. So I know my listeners are going to be excited about this course and how they learn more about it. Um, so maybe if you can touch on that now, and then we'll include that in the, uh, in the link as well. Well, listen, the best thing to do is to get a hold of me. I've got a site called Nikki360, N-I-C-K-Y 360.com. Mm. You can get on my calendar with that site. There's a way to contact Nikki and just Perfect. jump on my calendar and we can book a call and we can talk about it. And that's how I can tell you all about it. And one thing I can do, Chad, you know, maybe you and I can, you can have me on again and we can do a specific interview of me where I go through the entire presentation, how to start a podcast. We'll give that away to people. How about that? What do you that think of that? That would be amazing. I think that's an amazing thing. We'll schedule that up for sure. Um, thank you very much for that, Nikki. That's, that's incredible. Um, so the other thing near and dear to me that you and I touched on a couple of days ago when we were driving, or I was driving actually coming back from Toronto, was you run a men's entrepreneurship group or a men's kind of club or entrepreneurship group. It's purely a men's group. Purely a men's yeah. group, sorry. And and I found that over the years there's been a lot of you know female support groups and niche support groups, but some targeted men is something that I'm seeing a new trend coming. Um, I'm seeing more and more of it happening lately. And I'd like you to talk about that. Where are you finding the that men are a little bit different and needing that extra support? So what are some of the challenges you see consistently that face men and in particular entrepreneurs and husbands and yeah so listen um about i'd say 55 60 years ago the women's liberation movement uh came into being and it had some fantastic 
uh, uh, laudable goals. It wanted to bring legal equality for women and make opportunities available for women, which I support, I applaud, I work with my better half. And honestly, man, she's in so many ways, she's so much better at doing this than I am. I, I can't imagine having her be staying at home and me doing this by myself. It's so much better that we do it together, right? I agree 100%. So I'm a fan of that. However, there were some unintended negative consequences of that. And what it was, was that men started to step back and it, it, it also became okay. It's one of the, the few groups that you can be prejudiced against publicly as men, right? Hmm. And it's, it's a horrible thing to say this, but people make jokes about men. I mean, there are ads on television that poke fun at men, poke fun at fathers that you never see happening to women. There are television shows, movies that do the same. And yeah. honestly, this is unfortunate because it's left a lot of men going, oh, okay, I suppose there's something wrong with me. This is terrible. Mm -hmm. And we need to put a stop to this kind of behavior. We need to treat men and women equally. It's not okay to put women down. It's definitely not okay to put men down either. Right. No way, no how. So. This is, this is very, very important and men need to understand that. We need to let every man know that at, at the heart of every man beats the heart of a badass and a warrior. Mm -hmm. And the world today has had him become soft. And so he's forgotten that he's really a badass and a warrior. And what I do inside yeah. my men's group is I let every man there know, I remind myself to, that I'm a badass and I'm a warrior and they're badasses and warriors. And inside the work I do with men, and I do have some programs for men, which I can talk about uh, in a moment. I'm all about helping men grab that fire and run with that fire because men, men, men created the world in many ways, right? You know, men have fought most of the wars. 99% of combat deaths, men. 97% of workplace accidents are men. You know, 90% of incarcerations are men. Like, there's some serious things that men have had to deal with, some serious things that have knocked men down on their keister mm -hmm. so what i'm all about first and foremost is i want men to know they're badasses and warriors yeah. and then i want them to understand that they were put here on this earth to provide for themselves for their families and let's be honest i mean i don't care what anybody else says men are physically stronger than women on the whole men are physically stronger than women are they women stronger than certain men absolutely but you take a group of 100 men and take a group of 100 women i'm talking biological men biological women the men are going to be stronger Okay, so part of the, the job of us men is we've got to understand that we've got that physical strength and our job is to be acting as a protector as well as a provider to our families and to, to take care of the people that are close to us and mm -hmm. also to be uh, standing up and against those, those men, those few men that are predators, that go out there and attack women and prey on them and do horrible things to them. Mm -hmm. The average man's got to be ready to stand up to defend women physically when need be mm -hmm. right and that's the truth that's the truth okay now there's people who are going to listen to this and go this guy this this guy's that that's all crap i'm none of those things i'm a man who looks at everybody as as being equal in my eyes until they show me there's a reason for them not to be equal if they're a jerk if they're an idiot right. if they treat people badly if they falsely accuse people of racism and sexism, which I believe is in and of itself racist and sexist, mm -hmm. to do that, then, then I don't consider them equal anymore. I consider them terrible people, racist and sexist themselves. So for me, everybody's equal. And what we have right now is we have an opportunity as men to really step into our power and be the best that we can be. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't do that, if society continues on its current path, 
men are in huge trouble. And the stats for men and boys are terrifying, mm -hmm. terrifying. 60% of college graduates, university graduates are women now, mm -hmm. right? That's the, and, and fewer and fewer men are even bothering to go to college. And they're, they're, they're just like quitting, you know? Men commit suicide at six times the rate of women. You know, wow. starting at the age of you know, nine, where the suicide rate is equal, starts to climb to double, triple, quadruple, six times the rate of women. That's nuts, brother. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's the you know, level it's, of violence committed toward men is absolutely horrible as well. We need to stand up for men. And I, I run this group because I want to make men better husbands, better partners, you know, better fathers, better providers. That's why I do what I do, man. And we, we, we need to get rid of horrible sexist terms like toxic masculinity. There ain't nothing toxic about masculinity. When mm -hmm. you get rid of masculinity, you have a lot of crappy stuff happen. This well, you is, can't have one without the other, right? You know, like whether it's masculinity or femininity, they're both beautiful in their own ways. They're beautiful. Just and they're beautiful and necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. They're both beautiful and necessary. And you need to honor men. You need to honor women. And that's, that's the way it needs to be. That's why I do what I do, man. And Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad that there is... Uh, a trend in society for more men banding together and being in men's programs. Now there's men who primarily want to do it just to make money. And Hey, listen, I'm, I'm a fan of making money, but the main reason I do what I do for men is I want to build stronger men. I want to build stronger boys. I want to build the next generation of badasses and warriors. That's what it's all about as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I've noticed a trend with, uh, so I have three daughters and one, one boy and uh, as our kids. And I've noticed there's sort of this, miscommunication especially young men are having over the last 10 15 years and i'm sure you've talked about this in your group so it's probably nothing obviously nothing new but you know there's this mismessaging it's you know be you know really gentle and aggressive at the same time you're like okay how do i reconcile that you know being that assertive warrior and be super humble and and how to reconcile that in that polite way to, and honoring at the same time and there's a lot of mixed messages and it's confusing for a lot especially young boys um are very very confused by it well, it's important, I think, for us as fathers to teach our boys to be men and to be boys and not give them the crappy messaging of society, mm -hmm. right, now, right? So, you know, if you give the crappy messaging of society, then they're going to be confused. But if you teach them, hey, there's no boy acts, it's not a man acts, they get it, they understand it, they're going to be just fine. But, I like but as a society, mm -hmm. we need to do something to help the, the great mass of men and the great mass of boys. Yeah to learn these principles and to learn what it is to be a good, honorable, solid, masculine man. Yeah. And that our society needs that. If we don't have that, our enemies are gonna be able to destroy us. I mean, listen, our adversaries around the world are laughing at us doing this to ourselves because the greatest thing for totalitarian countries and for our, our political adversaries you know, around the world is to, to take men out. If you take men out, they're gonna be able to like, mass their troops on the border and who's going to fight them you know and don't yeah. kid yourself you know the world is not uh, a place where war has been done away with as, as a tool of dealing between nations war is still a very real thing and there's countries out there that are ruled in a totalitarian fashion by tough men who are you know not the kind of men that we have here who are very interested in coming and crushing the free west crushing our will to resist and they want to be able to take us over without them even needing to fire a shot. Yeah. For you sure. know, they wow. love that. If our society implodes from within, it's the easiest thing in the world for these guys to come in and just defeat us without firing a shot. Man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I like the words That's you used about, you know, 
getting men to become, oh, what's the, I should go back and replay it, but being, you know, an honorable man and respecting everybody, but being, you know, having that, that warrior soul, but honoring everybody at once, um, you know, until you proved otherwise, you know, I'll treat you with the utmost respect and the utmost honor um, until you show me that you don't deserve it. And that's an amazing statement. 100% man, 100%. That's the way I think everybody should treat everybody. Men and women should have that as a, as a way that they go around treating people. You know, one of my heroes was Dr. Martin Luther King. And mm -hmm. he said, I have a dream that one day my sons, my daughters will live in a country where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Mm -hmm. And I've taken that to heart ever since I first heard it, man. That spoke to my soul. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I believe most listeners, you know, on pretty much any podcast would, would agree with that, right? Like, let's get into that, that heart, you know. Um, so the last point I wanted to, to kind of touch on is something you and I had a call yesterday. And, and I think we do this a lot as entrepreneurs, you know, when, when we're growing our businesses, and we're focusing and we're even not just more than entrepreneurs, even as you know, husbands and, and, and men and women out there, right, is we think we got all of our game running, and we're there. And then, you know, like you asked me yesterday, Chad, are all your goals there? And you, you called me out. You say, you know, I call bullshit. So I think I'll call this podcast, you know, I call bullshit. And talk to me about that and how, how people get themselves into these own mindset traps of, I don't know, they're almost being stuck in a way. So there's a thought leader I follow. He's a fellow, uh, Persian Assyrian. His name is Patrick Bet David. His, his show is called Valuetainment. Mm -hmm. And he's an entrepreneur and he's written a new book called the, your, your Next Five Moves. Mm -hmm. And in, inside that book, um, I'm just about 40% through it. There's some phenomenal wisdom. One of the things he says is that you need to get to know yourself. Your first move is to truly be honest with yourself. And the truth of the matter is, when I look back at my own life, I've been BSing myself pretty much all my life. Now, there, there's certain ways in which I've been very real with myself, but I've had a vision of who I am and who I ought to be that has been completely divorced from reality. You know, the truth of the matter is, man, that at my core, I'm a, I'm a kind, generous man, but I'm also a lazy bum. I'd rather <laughs> sleep in every day eat bonbons, watch Netflix marathons, you know, do whatever the heck I want and not work. Like, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's how I'm wired, okay? And the, the truth of the matter is also that I've been unwilling to acknowledge certain things about myself. So, look, the way I like to dress, I mean, I asked you, should I go wear a dress shirt? And I put on this dress shirt. This dress shirt's comfortable, but I find most dress shirts uncomfortable. Mm -hmm right? They're, they're too tight. I prefer to wear a t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Yeah, you know, that. that's me. That there's not, not only is there nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. So generally speaking, that's how I dress. Now, right. you know, I'm, I'm coming on the show. This shirt actually happens to fit really well. I like wearing it, but believe me, as soon as you and I are done, I'm taking this off. I'm throwing a t-shirt back on. Yeah. Right. Why? Cause it's more comfortable. Now, from any point of view, it's good to wear this shirt. You know, people look at it and they go, hey, this guy looks like he's serious. He's professional and all that stuff. But you know what? Day in and day out, jeans and T-shirts, baby. That's what I'm all about. And in, in, in a business setting, I felt like I couldn't reveal certain things about myself because it wouldn't be appropriate. 
Right. The truth of the matter is people can tell when there's things you're, you're holding back and you're hiding yeah. and it doesn't work for them. They go, yeah, there's something off about that guy. Hmm. So in my men's group, okay, we, we do our meetings outdoors, winter, summer, it doesn't matter. Hmm. And we meet every couple of weeks and one man's responsible for fire. And I've been on a men's team for nine years that meets outdoors. Hmm. I have not been in charge of fire until recently one time not even one time i ducked it i was deathly afraid of being in charge i thought i sucked at it i didn't want to do it i wanted someone else to take it on so i hid and buddy when it hit me that this is who i was being i thought man i gotta take responsibility i suck at fire and i've been ducking it so i came clean with the men and i said i've been i've been hiding out on you men i'm taking on fire until the end of the year now i've done the last two fires and I did a really terrible job, okay? Now, the fire got going because I had help, but I did a really terrible job. But I'm telling you, the next time, it's going to be better. And then it's going to be better the time after that and better the time after that. Yeah, By the sure. end of the year, that last fire I'm going to do in December, that fire is going to be impeccable. But why? Because I decided that I was no longer going to allow myself to be a guy who – avoided things, a guy who blamed other people. I was going to be a guy who took responsibility. You need to take responsibility. Everything in your life is your responsibility. Everything. Mm -hmm. Listen, I was married. My marriage broke up. For a long time, I blamed my ex-wife. I'm responsible for that. I showed up in a way that didn't work. Yeah, could I tell you all the things she did wrong? 100%. But that's BS. The truth is, I'm responsible. If I had showed up differently, if I had found ways to take responsibility earlier, I'd have had the chance to keep that marriage. You know what I'm trying to say? I do, and 100%. It's very important that we all understand that. We all got to understand that. And the truth is most of us do not want to take 100% responsibility for our lives. We want to blame and we want to avoid. One of my favorite avoidance tactics is Netflix, YouTube, you name it. Yeah, I uh... and blaming man, that's been a good one for me. Blame, 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 blame. Mm-hmm. When you point a finger out at somebody else, three of them are pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? So, is every screwed up relationship I've had the fault of the women I was in relationship with, or was I the common denominator that caused them all to fail? Did I pick the wrong women in some instances? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. So I learned to pick the right woman. I got a great woman I'm in a relationship with now. When we fight now, is it her fault? She being unreasonable, crazy? Or is it me? Am I showing up in a way that's having it not work for her? I used to blame her a ton. And now I'm like, I'm not blaming her for anything. It's all on me. Something's not working. It's my fault. My responsibility. I mean, a fault's the wrong word. My responsibility. That's empowering because if I made it, I can unmake it. I can make something else. For sure. And that's why it's important to call bullshit on yourself as well as the people you're really close to. Because if you don't, then you're screwed. And professionally, what I do for the clients I advise is I call bullshit on them, on the crap they're selling themselves and trying to sell me. And by doing that, I serve them because they get to look at what they're really all about, what they're really creating, and then they can create something different. And that creates phenomenal results for them inside their business and inside their life. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. You know, and, and you mentioned something that it was very freeing 
once you allowed yourself to take that ownership. And one of the books I'm sure you've read as well is, um, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, was Extreme Ownership. And um, it's written by the Navy SEALs. And it's such an incredible- Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Jocko, Jocko Willink, right? Yeah. You know, it's I such an incredible- I think I have it here somewhere on my desk. I'm looking for it. <laughs> right, right in front of you. It, once I read that, I started taking that mind shift that everything you do, you're responsible for, you know, stop blaming. It, it's like you said, you get into a fight with your ex. It's, you know, what, how did you show up that created that environment? And if you would have shifted a little bit, how does it change? And I look at my own personal life and my past marriages and my businesses and, and even things today that I'm like, you know, I'm not happy with this going on in my business. Okay. Did I show up in a way that helped contribute to that? And nine times out of 10, you know, some things that you're totally just blindsided, but even then, you know, you get struck by lightning. What were you doing outside? right? You still have a role to play if you get hit by lightning. It's unlikely, you know, you didn't actually cause it, but you were outside. So right down to those kind of things. And when you draw that down, it actually takes a lot of that anger and frustration away. Um, I found that I don't get anywhere near as frustrated because I'm like, you know what, you know, my son did this or this client did this. Okay, well, what did we do that got us there? And then it totally reframes the entire question. That was probably one of the most profound changes I made in my business in the last 12 months was really taking ownership of every little, little aspect of it. Well, buddy, that's good on you for doing that. That's going to have your business blow and grow. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's hard. You know, it's a hard sh mind shift, but, uh, but I'm working with coaches like you as well. Right. And then, you know, even like you said, you called me out yesterday on something. It's uh it's very important, no matter how far down the road we go, we always have further to, uh, to do. Brilliantly said, man, brilliantly said. It's, it's, it's very important to have the mindset that you own everything in your life. Mm -hmm. So on that note, what, uh, what should we leave our listeners with the next steps if they wanna improve their life, improve their business? Um, three tips that you like to give all of your, your men and your clients that you're working with. So number one is, um, you know what, if, if you need help, fill your mind with positivity. I mean, listen to podcasts like this. My podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution, is a great podcast as well with some great guests. Read great books so you can get my book, Finish Line Thinking. I've got a new book out as well called The, the Thought Leader's Journey. There's tons of other great books. Um, Zig Ziglar is one of my favorite authors. Mm -hmm. I actually read a really cool book on marketing, the marketing lessons from the grateful dead. Really, really fantastic book. Nice. Um, it's important to fill your head with positive stuff and reading and listening to great podcasts and reading great books. That's going to help you do it. So that's step number one. Mm -hmm. Step number two, consider creating your own podcast and go to Nikki360.com, N-I-C-K-Y 360.com. Love it. Or just send me an email, N-I-C-K-Y at E-Circle.ca, E, the word circle.ca. Let's set up a call. Let's help you get rocking and get a podcast going. For and sure. And then last but not least, remember this is the greatest time to be alive in history. And opportunities are abounding all over you. If there's people around you who are feeling down, it's your job to lift them up, mm -hmm. right? Lift them up, ask them what they need, help them feel better about themselves. That'll make you feel better about yourself and it'll attract greater success to you. I agree. Words, you know what? Heart to heart. That's exactly, you know, we're, we're on that same vein for sure. Help people educate, um, be thoughtful and mindful. It's uh, amazing words. 
Uh, Nikki, thank you so much. You've given your contact and your website. Listeners um, will also have that in the show notes. And um, please reach out to Nikki at ecircle.com. Yeah, CA, sorry, ecircle.ca. And, uh, and check them out and sign up for the podcast. And we're definitely going to do a whole other show just specifically on how to launch a podcast. That is a great um, Can't wait, episode. man. I'm pumped about that. That'll be great. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Have an amazing afternoon.